So today we're going to learn a sicha from the Rebbe's edited Lakute Sichos, volume 21. It's the first sicha on Parsha Bo. I want to begin with a story that teaches us a little bit about time. Time is of the essence, as we're going to learn in today's sicha. The Rebbe was a great role model for respecting time, people's time, and most important is his time efficiency with his relationship with Hashem when it comes to davening, fabrengins, and all these kinds of uh, classes and Torah things. We know that everything had an exact time. What time should be the morning prayers, the afternoon prayers, the night prayers. The night prayers obviously shift in time because winter, summer, depending on the clock, when you could daven the evening prayers. The morning prayers would be at 10 o'clock in the days where the Rebbe davened with the minyan. And mincha was always set for 3.15 in the afternoon. And Meyerv depended on when the yeshiva boys would finish learning. In the winter months, it would be before they go for supper. In the summer months, 9.30, after the evening learning schedule finishes, he would daven with the yeshiva boys of 7.70. The Fabrengins, Shabbos, the Rebbe's Fabrengins, began at 1.30 in the afternoon. So there was no real idea of Shabbos Shluf if you lived in Crown Heights. Because time you finished davening, 12, 12.30, you ate something, make Kiddush, ate something, and then it. One time, there was a well-known chassid, his name was Rabbi Aaron, Rabbi Aaron Karzunovsky. And this elderly chassid had a grandchild, a boy, and the boy was born on a Shabbos, which would mean that the bris would be on a Shabbos. The thing is that that Shabbos was what we call Shabbos Mevarchim, it's the Shabbos where you bless the new moon. Now, the new month. Now, when you bless the new month, though, that Shabbos, before the new month, before Rosh Chodesh, there's also a Chabad custom that we recite the entire book of Tehillim, a book of Psalms, in the morning on that Shabbos. So the Rebbe's Tehillim minion would start at 8.30 in the morning. You had to be there, ready, starting at 8.30 on the dot. The Rebbe would walk into the shul. To say the entire Tehillim without distractions for even a moment. If your Hebrew reading is pretty good, you could do it in about an hour and a half. So by 10 o'clock it was finished. The Rebbe would go upstairs to his office, prepare for davening, whatever, get his, put his talus on. Maybe, I don't know when he's karbanis, whatever he had to do before davening. And 10.30 would start davening on Shabbos Mavarchim instead of 10 o'clock. The Fabrengin Every Shabbos Mavarchim, there was a Fabrengin that Shabbos at 1.30 in the afternoon. So that week, Rabbi Karzunafsi asked the Rebbe if it's possible to postpone the time of the beginning of the Fabrengin instead of starting 1.30 to start a little bit later. This way, there'll be time for his grandchild to have his bris between the davening and the Fabrengin so he can make it back on time for the Fabrengin. And the Rebbe said that to push off the time of the Fabrengin later than 1.30, that we can't do. That's the fixed time. But instead of davening at 10.30, which means that instead of the 30-minute break between Tehillim and Shacharis, the Rebbe said, this week we'll do a 15-minute break. So we'll start davening 15 minutes earlier at 10.15 instead of 10.30. And so they did, and then there was enough time, or at least a 15-minute extra, between the davening and the fabrengin for the bris. Now, I share the story to you because when we talk about the essence of time, we're going to see some amazing, amazing details and in the verses of today's Parsha. When it comes to the 10th plague, we know that there were 10 plagues that Hashem struck down Egypt, who was cruel to the Jews for so many years. We were exiled in Egypt for 210 years. But the last 80-some years, the Jews were in slavery, in very harsh slavery, back pain, uh, uh, um, labor work, and being whipped by the Egyptians. Young little baby boys were thrown into the Nile River to be killed. Only girls were able to be speared. It was a nightmare going on. And this went on for about 80 years. Until 
Hashem says that he listens to the cries of the Jews and he sends Moses to Pharaoh. And as you know, the story with the 10 plagues. In today's Parsha, we deal with the last three of the 10 plagues. And let's go in for the ride regarding the discussion of Moses and King Pharaoh for the 10th plague. Remember now that after nine plagues, each plague is around three weeks. So we're talking about almost a year of plagues going on. Egypt is being crushed to the bones. They serve first, they lose the water. They only have blood to drink. Then they have the frogs and the lice and it goes on and on. And then the hail, which destroys everything they own. It's a nebach, a brach on them. And this is what you get for starting up with Hashem's kindalach, that that's your punishment. And then finally comes the 10th plague. Now here, Moses enters into Pharaoh's chambers and he says to the king as follows, he says, Koyomar Hashem, so says God. At midnight, or we're soon going to find out what that is. Let's call it for now midnight or at the half point of the night. I will be going out from Egypt. And you're going to see, and he continues to say that tonight, <laughs> watch out, it's happening. We're giving warning, all firstborns will be struck down. That means every single household will have at least one dead person in the house. Imagine how uh, of a catastrophe this could be for these people. I guess this is where Israel gets it from, to let the enemy know when we're coming. We tell them this is what's happening, right? Hashem says it's coming. We're going to tell you, you know. So this is going to happen at Chatzos Halayla. Now, the question is, Rashi comes and he says, what does it mean, Chatzos? We today loosely use the word, we say and we usually, in our lexicon, when we usually say we mean midnight. Okay? Because we think of midnight, mid, it's the half point of the night period. Midnight is not necessarily really 12 o'clock. If you're saying, if you're getting into the word, midnight will mean divide up all the hours of dark and it will be in that middle time. So Rashi says there's two interpretations, two explanations to what does it really mean, the exact words that Moshe used was that God said, so says God, whenever there's the letter kaf in the front of a word, kaf means around or like. Okay? If you want to say a precise time, you say bachatsois. You want to say in a round time, you say kachatzois. Moshe says kachatzois. Says Rashi, first explanation is the simple way of understanding the, in the explanation of these words that fits in to the context here is the following. That when it says like chatzos of the night, it means like the division, like the dividing up of nighttime. When the night divides itself, Meaning that the word chatzos is not like the Hebrew verb, which means chatzi, half. Normally you would think chatzos means half. Chatzi. It does not mean half, but it's actually a word that is, that's t- telling you that it's a verb, not a noun, that it means it's an effect of time. So it's an action of time. It's the action of dividing up of the night. So it's not half, but it's the division of the, of the nighttime. That's one way of learning. Chatzos means kehachelek. Chachalok means dividing. So it's not 50%. It just means something that's dividing up. Number two, says Rashi, our sages tell us now, when it says kachatzois, like or around chatzois, what it means is like midnight of the night. And this is what they say. Moshe said around midnight, 
to tell you that what I'm talking about, that the firstborn will die at midnight, not at midnight. He says it's going to be around midnight. Why did Moshe say around midnight? Why didn't he say that they'll be struck down at midnight? Because Moshe took into consideration that Pharaoh had astrologers. He had people, professionals in the, that studied astrology. And he said to himself, maybe Pharaoh's astrologers will make a mistake. And they will say, ah, Moshe, you're a liar. We know how to calculate exactly what's the second, the moment of midnight. And look, it happened five minutes before or five minutes after, whatever, not exactly when we think it's exactly the midnight. Therefore, they will come and say, Moshe, you said it's going to happen at midnight. You're a liar. It happened off of the time of midnight. So since he was worried that, worried that the astrologers will make a mistake and they will say, Moshe, you're a liar, therefore, to avoid this problem, he just said, it's going to be around midnight. This way, if it's off of midnight, it's no problem. Nobody will call him a liar. That means that chatzos actually means half, meaning half of the night. But why did Moshe say it's going to be close to midnight or around midnight? He didn't say it's going to be at midnight. Is because he was concerned about these astrologers making their mistake. Rashi concludes, however, that's only Moshe. Moshe was concerned how these astrologers will interpret what exact midnight. But by God, God of course, knows exactly the moments and the second of midnight. That's why soon the verses, a little bit later in the Parsha, the verses say that God struck down the firstborn at midnight, exactly at that point of the exact moment of midnight. Why? Because Hashem knows exactly. The stargazers, they don't know. The astrologers, they don't know exactly. They think they know. But they can make a mistake. So Moshe wanted to avoid something for them. So he used the words kachatzos, which is a fascinating idea. Because obviously, when God told Moshe to tell this to Pharaoh, he must have said, tell him it's going to happen at midnight. Moshe obviously changed it a drop and said around midnight just to avoid future headaches. So he says, and God said, so said God around midnight. But God wouldn't say around midnight because God knows exactly when it's midnight. Moshe only said around just to avoid the problems from them. Now, to understand exactly what's bothering us in the verse here, what's bothering Rashi, that Rashi needs to explain these two explanations. So we have a well-known commentary on the Chumash called the Mizrahi. The Mizrahi explains to us What's the difficulty on this verse that Rashi needs to explain with two things? He says it's basically the question that any of us would normally have when we read this verse is, is there any doubt, as the Talmud puts it, is there any doubt of being precise when it comes to God? For God, there's nothing, there's no question of being precise. That's not a problem. So if you're going to say that chatzos means it's a... It's an action word that it means half. That means it has to be chaf, means kachatzais, means it's a time It's a time period. Like Rashi brings down, or like the Mizrahi actually brings down. There are other verses in the Torah that we say around a certain time, even though we mean an exact time. For example, we have the story in, in uh, Shmuel, in the book of Samuel 1. Over there we have the story where David was traveling with his men and he didn't have any food. He was starving. He sent his messengers to go to this rich man, Novel, And Novel said, I'm not giving them any food. He was a miser. He didn't want to give them any food. Abigail, his wife, came to David and said, here, and he, she gave her a hole. He, she gave him a hole, wagon loads of food. And David thanked her greatly for this. She came back home and she told her husband about the great donation that she gave to David. The man got so sick he had a stroke from hearing this news that her husband, that his wife splurged so much he couldn't believe it that she would give away so much. 
And the verse says, around 10 days later, he died. Why do you tell me around 10 days later? Say 10 days later. So you see that sometimes the verse says around, even though it means exactly. We have another example in the book of Ruth. When Ruth returned to Nami, and she came back with, the, with, with what she collected in the fields, and it says that she prepared food around an ephah measurement of barley. Again, why does it say ki-ephah? Again, why around the amount? A measurement's a measurement. So, because you see that around could also mean an exact, precise amount, that means that it means around. It means pretty close. Around this time of midnight. That means something could be in doubt for you. But obviously when it comes to Hashem, you can't say for Hashem that there's a doubt and that's why you say around. I'm not 100% sure that I have the measurement 100%. That's why you say it's, a, it's about that amount. But with Hashem, it's, it's only exact. So why would the verse say, why would Moshe say to Pharaoh, around midnight, if everything is known in heaven? So for this, Rashi brings down his two interpretations. Now we get a little clearer why Rashi is coming to explain to me this. Because how could there be doubt when it comes to Hashem of exact times? So that's what Rashi says. One, mean, one explanation means that it means not around. It's trying to tell you that it's referring to the dividing of the night. So it's, it, it's, it's almost the chaf is not just around, but it's trying to tell you when, when it will be the dividing time of the night. And meaning exactly at that time when the night will be divided. In other words, there's no doubt. It just means when it's going to happen, the dividing point of the night, that's when the firstborns will be struck down. And then the Rashi says a second meaning, that chatzos actually means, chatzos meaning exactly midnight. And the only reason why Moshe sat around was because to avoid the worry of what the astrologers will say. So, in other words, he did say around, and he meant around, not because we don't know, but he did it for a reason. That's the basic gist now that we get of why Rashi had to explain his two insights. Says the Rebbe, we have to understand what is pressing, why do we have to say that it's so pressing that if you're going to say around this time that that it's going to mean that there was a doubt why do you have to why do we must conclude that if i say around midnight it means that there's a doubt and we don't know exactly when is midnight we could just assume not because we don't know because maybe it really happened that firstborns were struck down close to the time of midnight not because we don't know when midnight is maybe when you say Close to midnight, it means that they were struck down close to it, but not exactly at that moment of midnight. Especially like the commentary called the Lavush. He asks, and he says like this, even when a regular human person speaks and you say around a certain time, you don't mean to say that I'm in doubt, right? If you're saying, I'll meet you around 10 o'clock, do you mean not 10 o'clock? Certainly you mean 10 o'clock. But you may be a minute earlier, a minute later. But see, it's the way our people talk. It's not because I'm in doubt about the time that I'm committing to. In other words, Moshe could have just been that he was saying close to midnight, around midnight, because he wasn't concerned of the exact second. Now, the reason why it's hard to say like this, that close to it means that maybe we're just not worried that it's exactly on the moment. Because in a further verse, as we said before, and a little bit further in our same um, Parsha, right, in the next chapter, it says there that it was at midnight, Vayihi Bachatsi Alayla, at the half point of night at midnight. Hashem struck down every firstborn. 
That means that the plague of the firstborns was exactly, exactly, in the middle, exactly halfway through the night and not close to it. So we can't say that Moshe said around midnight because it really happened around midnight because there's a verse that says it happened at midnight exactly. The only thing is, we can't say that Rashi's proof that it's not exactly midnight, that, that it has to mean exactly midnight, is because a verse in the next chapter, because we all know that Rashi has a rule. Rashi never relies that a five-year-old kid already knows the next chapter of Chumash. Rashi says many times that he's translation of an explanation of the Torah, he's talking for even a five-year-old kid to understand. And he never assumes if you never got to the verse yet. If you already learned the verse a couple of weeks ago, then he expects you to know it. But something that's ahead in, in the next chapter or the next parsha or next book, of course, Rashi doesn't assume the kid to know. So he doesn't assume that you know yet the verse that God struck them down at midnight. That would mean because he doesn't assume that you know it, Rashi would have had to quote that verse in this Rashi here. He should have said it specifically. But Rashi doesn't bring down that verse in later's, in the next chapter, that God knows exactly the moment and God said it's going to happen, he's going to strike him down at the middle, not around. Like we see in an earlier verse in Parsha Lech Lecha, Right, which is the third parsha of Genesis. Over there, it says that when Abraham went with all of his people to save his nephew Lot, his nephew Lot got caught up in, in a war where they captured him. They took him right as a captive, and Abram went out with his men. He put together, I think, it says three hundred sixty-nine men. He took his army and he went out, and they. Killed people, they did what they had to do, and they saved his nephew Light. So over there it says that the night, the night, half the night already passed. Over there it says that, and half the night already passed. And it divided, the, in other words, the night was divided already. And that's when he went in to do his conquer and save his nephew. Over there, Rashi actually says from the Medrash that the night was divided and the second part of the night was better opportunity for him to go into to get him. And he says the second half is also because that's the best time for miracles. Because look what happened in the second half of the night in Egypt. Once all the firstborns were killed, it gave a great opportunity for us to start packing our bags and get out of Egypt. Because the Egyptians by now knew that this was serious business. By the way, just a side note, Pharaoh actually was frightened by this plague because Pharaoh himself was a firstborn. And when Moshe told us to him, he said, get out of here. I never want to see your face again. And Moshe said something like, no problem, you ain't going to see me again. Okay, so he leaves him and he never sees him again. So you see that it's the second half of the night that's, that's you know, an auspicious time. So that means that Chatzos, the half night of Egypt, is not connected with a moment of midnight. It's talking about the second half. So you see that Rashi, if anything, he should have brought down that verse that it was at midnight that Hashem struck them down. But Rashi doesn't bring down. The fact that Rashi does not bring down that verse. And he writes regarding his first interpretation that this is the more smoother interpretation to fit with the narrative of the words here. It's clear that that's the more simple interpretation from this verse. Meaning that when it says, when Moshe says it's going to happen around midnight or close to midnight, close to chatzais, it means around the time when the night is divided. Now, so we need to understand, we're going to need to understand now another four questions. Number one, why 
is Rashi's first interpretation more smooth, more sm- more smoother to fit the literal context of the verses more than the second one, which he calls it a homiletical insight, the one with that he's worried about what the astrologers will say. We can say that in the simple terms that you don't divide chatzais into half because the word chatzais we already have two other places in biblical text where it says chatzais meaning a half, a half a night. And at both times it actually means the dividing of mid, like the mid time of the night. And we have to say that when Rashi says this interpretation of dividing the night, that, right, the division part, that's the simple interpretation because you don't say a half when it comes to midnight. He says you just interpret this to mean that that is, it means the half part, the, the part of the night, too, the night gets divided into parts. So, since that over there it says chatzos, it means half, why should we say over here that the more simple interpretation means it's not half, but it means as the night splits, different parts of the night. Why does Rashi say that that's more simple when he's taking it out of the context of the normal way of learning chatzais, meaning chatzis, half. Number two, what does Rashi mean in the second interpretation that maybe the astrologers are going to make a mistake and they're going to say, Maisha is a liar. Why should Maisha be worried about a maybe they're going to make a mistake? In other words, Moshe is kind of certain that maybe they're going to make a mistake. Meaning when all firstborns will die at the same second, according to the astrologers, close to midnight, and not exactly on the moment that they think is the exact moment, you're going to say that Moshe is a liar. Is it that much of a worry worth it that Moshe should go and change a letter in the Torah? Instead of saying at midnight, he says around midnight, because I'm so certain that they may make a mistake. Like, is, is it that big of a concern that he has to go change a word? That's the second question. Number three, in the end of Rashi's second comment, he says, but Hashem knows the exact moments and seconds. And that's why Hashem says exactly at midnight, not around midnight. So it's totally not understood. We explained many times, even when Rashi brings down quotes from the sages, even when, when Rashi just quotes them, he only brings down quotes, even from the Medrash, that fit into the context of the simple way of understanding the Parsha. Something of the Chumash. We have to understand in our case, even though he says, our sages taught us, says Rabbi Seinu, what's the, what's the proof that in the literal context of the, ver- of the words here to say that Hashem says at midnight, so therefore we have to say that Moshe changes from the word and he says around the midnight. We could just say that also Hashem said to Moshe around midnight. In other words, if you're quoting what the sages taught as a second comment, why do you have to say, why do you have to say that by Hashem knows and Hashem says at midnight? It only works in the context of us if you're going to say that Hashem said around midnight. Because that's the word that we have in our verse here where Moshe said around midnight. So in other words, you can't, it's difficult to understand bringing another commentary who says exactly at midnight and what Moshe says around midnight doesn't really fit with us here. We're talking about something else. Moshe says around and Hashem said at. In other words, it has to fit more exact when you bring down a medrash to help you to understand a literal translation of a word or verse. Number two, Rashi quotes in his heading, he says, kachatzos halayla, around the chatzos of night. Why do you have to quote in your heading the word night? Every word that Rashi quotes from the verse has to be relevant to his interpretation. Rashi is only explaining one word, chatzos. What is ka chatzos? So why does he have to say in his heading the word 
also quote the word night. He's not talking about the word light. He's only talking about the word around half. Is it half? Is it first part of the night? Second part of the night? Is it dividing in half? He's only playing with that one word, chatzay. not with the word laila. So those are his four questions. Says the Rebbe, we could understand all of these four questions, the answer to all of this, by understanding one more idea. Rashi says in his first interpretation that he's going to explain to you the wording in the, in the literal context of the words, how it fits to the narrative of what's going on over here. Why do you have to add that? That you're going to tell me, how it fits according to the narrative here. That's extra words according to the narrative. Rashi should have just said, like he says in many places, this interpretation is fitting to the words here. You don't have to say to the whole narrative what's going on. How does that help anything? The answer is, over here Rashi is telling you that the difficulty in the words of Kachatzai Salayla, which he quotes, is not because of the word Kachatzai, that it means around midnight. And not even because of the reason that you can, you could translate it. How is it going to be viewed in heaven? He means to say that this meaning of the dividing of the night actually fits to the whole narrative of what's happening here. That in the words, it should fit in well to the whole context here. What is the context here? Learning the verse, so said, what Moshe said, so said Hashem around midnight, I will take you out of Egypt. Right away, a person could ask a simple question. What's the difference? Why do I have to know what time the plague is going to start? Since when do you tell me the times? We already had nine plagues and Hashem never told us the exact time or never told Pharaoh the exact time of when the plague is going to start. So you can't say that Hashem is saying the exact time so Pharaoh should know the exact time when the plague starts. We never told him when the plague will start. Even by the plague of the wild beast of Dever and by the plague of Barad of Hail and by the plague of Locusts. Even there, by Dever and Arbe, by the wild beast and by the locusts, Hashem said that it's going to happen tomorrow but he didn't say the hour and the minute. Why over here are you telling him the hour and the minute? What's so relevant here? Why do, you see it? Why do we have to know exactly when it's going to be that the firstborns will all be struck down? By hail, Hashem said it's going to happen exactly at this moment tomorrow. You remember we learned this last week. Why did Hashem say that hail is going to happen tomorrow at this exact time? Let's say Moshe was talking to him at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's going to happen exactly this time tomorrow. Rashi said that right away, all the Pharaoh's advisors, they put a mark in the wall to see the shadow of the sun going around. And they were able to know exactly when the sun gets here. They're going to know exactly that this is the same time tomorrow. Why was it relevant? Very simple. Because Hashem wanted to give enough time to the Jewish people to take all their cattle and all their servants, right? Their servants and their cattle to save them from the plague and bring them indoors. So that's why we have to know what time these heavy hails is going to come down. So that everybody could save their stuff. So we ended there. We know why you have to know what time. Over here, Hashem didn't actually say, by the way, which day it's going to happen. It only said it's going to happen at midnight, but which midnight? So either way, Pharaoh wouldn't even know when it's going to happen. So why do you have to tell me what time, the minute, and the hour? You're not even telling me which day. So basically, why do you have to tell me at all? None of the other plagues do you tell me an exact time. And like we said, by Bar, there's only a special reason for the Jews to be able to, to, you know, to hide their stuff. But everybody else... Why do you, we, nobody else, no other Maka do we actually know the exact minute? And even here, it doesn't even make sense that you're telling him the minute. You're not even telling him which day, which night it's going to happen. So we must say that the intention of Moshe telling him around midnight is not to tell him the exact precise time when the plague is going to happen. There's something else here. There's something unique about this plague. In the quality of this plague, around midnight shows and it reveals us that I, God, myself, Ani, you say, I am going to take them out. And I'm going to bring this plague 
like it said earlier on earlier plagues, it said, I'm going to take them out, Laman Teda, to show you. There is no other God like our God. That's why he did it, to show them who's boss. So that's why he told them in exact time, to tell them that this, this time, I'm telling you in exact time, so you'll realize and you're going to recognize Hashem. But this explanation of the reason why you set a time is still not understood. What's the advantage? How great is it? What do I gain so much by telling me around midnight that that's going to tell me the wonders that I taking you out of Egypt? On the contrary, after Pharaoh said, by the plague of hail, he said that it actually came exactly pinklich. It happened exactly at the right, at the time. Like you said, you said it's going to happen tomorrow exactly this time and that's what happened. When the sun's going to get exactly to the spot, part to the spot, the hail's going to come down. So on the contrary, now it's actually going to weaken the faith of having, the, of the weaken the faith in Moshe. Because Moshe says, I am going to take you out around midnight. So you're actually telling me a step less of being more precise. By the plague of Barad, you said it's going to be around this time tomorrow. And it happened exactly. But now you're telling me it's going to happen around midnight. So Pharaoh could have less of a faith that it's really going to be because you're not telling me an exact second. So what's the advantage? We're back to that. What's the advantage to tell me that it was around midnight? Therefore, Rashi says... You're right, that's a good question. By saying around midnight is weakening it. That's why Rashi says, the first interpretation he says, it means like, it means the dividing, like when I'm going to divide the night. This means that he brought out the exact precise time in a very precise time. Even more than the plague of Hail when he said tomorrow this time. Because when you say the dividing of something, dividing of the night, dividing is a very precise moment. The difference between these two ways of expressing it half night or the dividing of night is, if you say half night, you're talking about a specific time. When you say a dividing of night, that means there could be two sides. It's not just an effect of time, meaning that it's, it's an action that's not just a continuation, but it's an exact line, like we're soon going to see of definitions of dividing things in an exact. But the point is, when you say the dividing of something, the dividing is much more precise and much more harder to know than when you say two halves of something. When you say this dot, this, this period divided to two halves, that means there's no time even involved. Time has a measurement to it, if you're able to measure it. You could say this is the first half of the hour, that's the second half of the hour. But when you say that means that Hashem will take you out at that precise, exactly moment when the night is divided. Why? Because Hashem knows the moments, the, 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 the time and moments. So that's what Rashi's first commentary is, to explain to us that when Moshe said around the time, yes, it's to emphasize to Pharaoh to understand the magnitude that it could happen at this exact moment. But really, it's because you would think that by saying around the midnight, it weakens the exact moment. That's what Rashi says. It doesn't mean around midnight. The first interpretation means, it means at, it doesn't mean around midnight, it means at the dividing moment, which is a very precise moment, even almost like higher than time almost. But we could ask a question on this first commentary. Why? Does he actually say that has two interpretations? Why couldn't Moshe find a word that won't have two different kinds of interpretations? On the contrary, the simple meaning, you need to bring proofs for it. Rashi had to bring a bunch of verses of proofs. 
to say that it means a dividing of time. Rashi could have just said simple, simply, Bachatzais with the letter Bays, which means at that time. So because the difficulty of this question, that at the end of the day, Moshe should have said, Bachatzais, not, I understand Rashi's first interpretation, that it means a dividing of the, of the night. So you tell me that's a very precise time. But still, why do you have to give me a confusion in a word that I, I need to have two different interpretations. Why couldn't he just say ba with a base? That's why, because of this difficulty, Rashi comes and he tells you a second interpretation that no, Moshe said ka, that it's around because he was worried about what the stargazers are going to say, the astrologers. But even according to the second explanation, that Hashem knows the exact moments. And is there really a doubt in heaven? No, and that's why Hashem says at midnight. And that stresses the point that I'm going to take you out of Egypt. When it says Rabbo Seinu, Rashi said, our sages teach us this. That they came and they said that that Moshe gave over the message, the words of Hashem to Pharaoh. Moshe changed the words because he was worried what they're going to say, and it's for this reason. It's only a, it's only an answer. This second answer is a drash. It's only a homiletical insight because in the simple context of the words, we don't find anywhere that Hashem said one word and Moshe and told Moshe to say a different word. So, in other words, in the literal content of words, we don't find that there was two prophecies. Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe like this, and Moshe should say it over like this. We don't find that. Actually, what's interesting here is we don't even have anywhere where Hashem told Moshe what to say to Pharaoh about the ten plate. Moshe himself says over that Hashem told me this. Obviously, Moshe doesn't make up anything. So if Moshe says Hashem told me this, we know that that's obviously what Hashem told him. So because it's not so perfect with literal words of the parsha, therefore we say that this interpretation comes from a medrash. It's a drash, a homiletical insight. Because again, we always go back when we pull a homiletical insight when we don't have enough proof from something of the words itself. And in addition to this, we could ask a question which really can knock off the whole thing that we said till now. We said in the first interpretation that since Pharaoh needs to know the exact moment, so by saying that kachatzais means dividing the night in half, means it's an exact moment, and only Hashem could know the exact moment, and a person cannot you know, calculate the exact moment, what's going to help if you're going to tell to Pharaoh and his magicians and all of Egypt about this when you're talking about people that can't figure out the exact moment of midnight if it happened exactly or if if not exactly what's going to help to tell them at midnight or right around midnight these people can't figure it out exactly that's why Rashi pulls out a word of who are we talking about here? We're not worried about his magicians that performed many of the other plagues after Moshe did it. We're not talking about those people that did this magic that we're not supposed to do, but they knew how to do it, right? Rashi says, who are these people? We're talking about astrologers. We're not talking about Pharaoh and his servants. You're right, for them... I don't have to tell them exact precise time because they don't know themselves exact precise time. But his astrologers, we already learned that his astrologers actually knew their stuff. And that's who Moshe was referring to. We have this, by the way. The Rebbe brings in a footnote from a couple of verses where we see that the astrologers knew their stuff. For example, it says... When, when, when Abraham, when Avram complained to God and he said, ah, I don't have any children that should inherit me. What's the point of my life? Right? So 
Rashi brings down one of his commentaries that Hashem said, go away from this way of life of with the astrologers. You think they know it all? When the astrologers told you that you don't have any son to inherit you, you're right, because they said, Avram ain't lay ben. Avram doesn't have a son, but Avraham could have a son. <laughs> I'm going to give you a new hey, you're going to be a new person. Yeah. So the astrologers are right, but they're not perfect. They don't know everything 100%. They're pretty close. We also have in the story in Parsha Shmos, when Pharaoh said every male child should be put to death. Why did he say that? Because his astrologers saw the way they see from the stars and the sun or the moon, whatever, however they read their, their signs, they were able to see that on that day, a male child was born who was going to save the Jewish people through water, something with water. So based on that, he killed all the boys. So he understood that his astrologers, you know, they know how to say things. But they can't know 100% the exact moment. But that's who Moshe was talking to. So even though they knew, but he was worried, maybe they're going to make a mistake with their extra dose of confidence. They may say to themselves, oh, we know exactly when's midnight. It didn't happen by midnight. So Moshe, you're out. You're a liar. So Moshe was talking to them. And this is a word that Rashi brings in here from the Medrash, of course, but about the stargazers, about these astrologers, because in the verses, it doesn't say anything about these astrologers. But that's the context here, what's giving us this information. So with this, we could also say a beautiful thing like this. It says that this, this whole idea fits, that Hashem knows the exact moment, fits with another idea that we have in the Talmud. It says like this, that when we sit in the six days of creation, then it says, how we do say Kiddush Friday night, you say, Vayichal Elohim Bayom Ashvi. Hashem finished creating the world after the six days at the seventh day. So Reb Shimon says, Hashem knows the exact moments. And he was able to finish the six days of creation like like the exact line of the thinness of a hair. That's how perfect Hashem is. Hashem finishes the creation at the end of six days. And Hashem finished the creations at the moment when the seventh day starts. That means a person of flesh and blood could try the best they can with great toil, even from even in a moment. But even a moment has a limitation. As it says that when you say, something should happen like at the moment of time. Even a moment. It says that a moment, the Talmud says, a moment means the amount of time it says to say three words. So you see, even a moment has a, a certain amount of time. Very little, but there's still the amount of time. But to say something that it's like the hair of the thinness of a hair, like that's that's just an expression because you're trying to say the thinness of a hair is one of the most thinnest things that you could say that takes up the least space. So that's why you're using that. So in other words, you're trying to go to a definition outside of the way human people of flesh and blood can grasp them. So you say the, thin, the thinness of a piece of hair. Even his stargazers and even the famous prophet that the non-Jews had. They had a huge, major, big prophet called Bilam. They were able, this, the astrologers and Bilam, they were able to, to know exact moments of when Hashem's going to do certain things. Like it says, in, in, he brings in the footnote from the Talmud, that the, that the astrologers, they were more, they knew exact moments, but more were like, they were more like blind people that stumbled through a skylight to get down somewhere. In other words, it's more like they stumbled to the exact moment, not because they really, really know the exact moment. Hashem knows the exact moment. And this is what Rashi is referencing over here in our Parsha. By saying, 
But Hashem knows the exact moments, and Hashem says, Bachatzois, at the midnight. Because by saying Bachatzois at midnight, from over here, we understand it's not just talking about a moment that even a person could figure out. As the, he brings down from the, from the Evan Ezra, that in certain ways of calculating things, they were able to use certain copper pots or instruments to be able to figure out things. But nevertheless, it's all only a moment of the thinness of a, of a hair. But who could know the exact moment that's only by Hashem? That's why Rashi finishes with that line. So in summation, Rashi's bringing down of these two explanations is because we have the difficulty, why does why do you have to tell Pharaoh around midnight that it's around Chatzais? Because we're worried that if, if he wants to see the greatness of Hashem that's going to take us out of Egypt, you then you shouldn't have you shouldn't have said around. So Rashi says, well it's not really around, it actually means the dividing of the night. It doesn't mean a, it doesn't mean the exact moment. It just means that the, the night divides, which means an exact moment. But the first that is very nice. It fits well with the narrative of the words. But the difficulty is why does Moshe still have to use a word that has two kinds of ways of explain, explaining it? That's the difficulty where Rashi says you won't be able to go to sleep by only knowing that reason. So I have to give you a second reason, and the second reason is because maybe the stargazers, the astrologers, uh, will make a mistake and they'll accuse Moshe of being a liar. Very. That's why he said it around. But that could also, there's a question to that because we don't see that, that Hashem, in the words of the, of the verses, we don't see that Hashem told him two prophecies, one where he says around, the one where he says exactly at. And that's why you have to use the first interpretation, that it means dividing the night in half. So each interpretation satisfies us, but since there's still a question, you have to go to the other one. So if you have a question on number one, you go to number two. You have a question on number two, you go to number one. Between both of them, you can get a satisfactory answer why Moshe said around. So with this we conclude. This comes from a two Fabrengans that the Rebbe spoke about this Rashi. One was on Parsha Bo and one was on Parsha Yisro in 1980. And it was actually published a couple of years later in 1983. So something worthwhile for all of us to think about and to learn.